Hi guys, welcome back. Um, Thank you for listening to Imani Talks Astrology. Um, During this episode, we will be doing the um, astrology for the year 2019. This is a great episode to listen to now, but also to reference throughout the rest of the year. Um, The second episode that I published um, will have, um, what's it called? horoscopes for each individual sign but i'll give more information about that during that one um again thank you for listening follow me on social media on my twitter and my instagram at you woman you if you are looking to book a reading just message a girl and yeah that's just about it thank you so much for listening Happy New Year. I have been missing (laughs) for like over a month now. And I do apologize. Um, Very busy time of year. Um, And things are just now starting to become normal again. But as you can see, this is a semi-surprise, right? Um, I have not one, but two episodes available for you guys to listen to. Um, if you haven't figured it out by now, this is the one where we'll be talking about the entire year, um, of 2019 and what to expect. It's a really big year astrologically. Um, I'm really excited. It just feels so different. Um, I think everyone can kind of tell. Um, and everyone can kind of feel that, and it's so great. All right, so we're just gonna go ahead and jump right the fuck in. Um, so to briefly take it away from, so well, I'll just say this. So like we're gonna go planet by planet, um, and or at least style, right? Um, talking about some of the major things that are happening, with the exception of the sun. I'm not gonna be doing the sun because the sun goes through all of the, um, all of the planets. Um, oh, I mean, all of the signs and it aspects all of the planets throughout the entire year. Um, and I think what we can do with the sun is we can look at it as like a check-in point. What does it do? It, the sun shines a light on things. Um, this last week on the third, we had, um, sun conjunct, uh, Saturn, um, which depending on the type of person you are, could be a time where you felt very inspired, Um, And really felt the need to think, well, what is it that I want to do next? What are the structures that I need? Where do I need to be more disciplined? Like, where do I need to be more mature? Um, Or it could be a time where you felt um, incredibly depressed or limited um, or even a little bit fearful, right? Um, Those planets affect everyone differently. um, And both of those things are extremely valid, right? Um, So generally speaking, kind of taking a step back from astrology, this year in numeral numeral numerologically <laughs> numerology is a three year right and i think one of the really cool things so i've done like a, a quite a few readings for people this week and for everyone the card that keeps popping up is the empress which is the third card of the the major arcana so what is the number three about the number three is about creativity um it is about um what's it called all of the, let me get my notebook, um, the energy that you put into creating, so, well, creativity, right, that you put into create, creating something. And the really great and um, amazing thing about the Empress card, when you look at it, she's pregnant, it has Venus on it, which of course is our planet of art and beauty um, and creativity um, and social interactions that we have with other people. Um, and It just is a very shining example of the results for putting in the work, right? Um, It is a energy, it is representative of energy in itself. You know, the idea of two things kind of coming together to create something bigger. The idea of nurturing and growing something um, to make it real, to make it abundant, to make it what it is that you want. If you look at the card, you see at the bottom of it, it has um, the wheat, 
yeah, wheat, wheat that is ready to harvest, right? That thing is there. Um, and so what does that tell me? Well, it tells me that this year um, is definitely a time to really put boots to the ground and do the work, right? Last year was an 11 year, which is also a two year, um, which is more feminine energy. And it's really about you know, that's the high priestess. So it's a very internal reflective year, um, which is why it was incredibly difficult and incredibly hard for a lot of people, because there was so much to kind of unearth, right? There was so much to work through to be able to get to a point where we're able to, quote unquote, I guess, do the work necessary, right? It's kind of uncovering it's unpacking all of the boxes and seeing what's in there, throwing out what's not needed and cleaning up, right? Um, and so this year is definitely really about being very focused um, and hardworking and being able to see the benefits um, that you can reap from that. Um, so I went to the Broadly Astrology Conference at the beginning of December and I got the had the honor to um, or the pleasure to hear Anne Ortley, one of my favorite astro- uh, astrologers, um, speaking. And she spoke about this year as being about climbing, which resonated so hard. Um, as you all know, we have quite a few planets in Capricorn right now, um, and we also have Jupiter in Sagittarius. Uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, I've I've had a, a couple different conversations with people um, that have really kind of put this into perspective. When we think about Jupiter and Scorpio last year, a lot of what we were learning and what we were going through was about the secrets, about the, the depth um, of our, um, our emotions um, and the things that we've really held on to. Um, and that's what fixed signs are all about. It's about the things that you collect whether it be, again, emotions or experiences, and the mutable signs, um, those being Gemini, um, Virgo, Sagittarius, of course, and Pisces, they're about um, going out there. They're about reflecting. They're about dispersing all of those things outward and outside of yourself, right? And so the transition from Jupiter in Scorpio to Jupiter in Sagittarius, you can see how expansion is the word that's tied to Sagittarius, right? It is taking the experiences, it is taking the emotions and being reflective about them and pushing them outwards um, into the universe, right? Um, And so there we see that this month or this year is all about growth and expansion. Amber Khan, um, in her Jupiter season manifestation video, um, had talked about Sag season, you being able to see everything vertically. Like, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, um, but like she, like you have a really great view of everything kind of vertically. And she talks about how cap season picks you up and allows you to have perspective and see everything completely, right? And I didn't really kind of understand that or see that. Um, on New Year's Eve, um, I was at this really amazing um, party, got to meet some really awesome people. And I was talking to this guy who was a Sagittarius, of course, and he made me realize, so Sagittarius, of course, being the archer, the symbol being the arrow, the secret is not to, while we see in the, the growth and development of a Sagittarius, there's a tendency to shoot the arrow everywhere, right but what the the expertise comes from being able to have that one pointed focus right where you are able to shoot that arrow as far as possible and as accurately as possible and that is the kind of the learning curve that we're on right that is what growth is about when you're learning how to do archery i don't know if any of you have done archery before if you haven't you should it's really fun um where you there is a a method and there is a process in you learning to shoot that arrow at that target and shoot it perfectly, right? And get exactly where you need, right? And so there at first is the desire to just learn how to shoot the arrow, right? And then after tailoring the skill, it becomes about, again, getting it to the target, getting it to that number one point. Um, And this year, that is what we'll be able to do. Um, Whatever your kind of goals are, this is a really great time for you to really build, um, you know, build whatever it is that you want, right? We have Saturn and Capricorn very supportive of being, again, ambitious and successful, 
um, with the caveat that we also have the South Node in Capricorn. So we're going to have some really, uh, the, it's a really great time not necessarily to build the thing or have the thing right now, but putting all of the, the gears in motion to really be able to hit it off and have that thing um, come 2020. I think that will be a really big year in terms of us seeing the the fruition um, of lots of the things that we've been working on or planning to do. Okay. Um, let's talk about... Oh, so... Right now, um, just to kind of put things into perspective. So, oh, oh, happy eclipse day. <laughs> it is totally a fucking solar eclipse. Um, it has me, woof. I, I literally I cannot focus. I didn't realize that I have a very powerful moon in my chart. Um, so, like, moon cycles really do affect me um, a lot more than I would really like them to. Um yeah I was like up all night like my Virgo moon was really like wild in like with the the worrying and the anxiety and the whatever it just filled just overall felt this really big kind of rush of energy and this really big kind of like push um or need to do something or to know the answers and oddly enough you know I read this morning that the eclipse point and we'll get there in a second um the moon is the first planet that I'm going to talk about um, the eclipse point is between, is at 15 degrees. So it's literally lodged right between Saturn and Pluto, right? So there is this kind of in between and this kind of stuck point in which we are all at. All right. Um, so Venus and Mars do not go retrograde this year. So congratulations to all my, um, Aries and Scorpios, as well as my, Tauruses, Taurians, and Libras. We are off the hook this year. Um, what does that mean? That means those two areas of life are going forward, forward, forward. Um, and we don't have to turn back, right? Everything that we needed to learn in terms of love and self-image and whatever it may be, it's all about action. It's all about going. Go, 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 go. Um, everything about your your drive, your willpower, your motivation, let's go. Um, December 31st, around maybe nine something, um, Mars went into Aries. I'm pretty sure you can feel it. People are wilding. I'm wilding. Watch your mouth this month. It will get you in trouble, but we'll talk about that a little more. Um, No planets will be retrograde until March. Um, As of today, because Uranus just went direct in um, the sign of... uh, in the sign of Aries. Okay. And right now we have four planets in domicile. So we have Mars and Aries, Jupiter and Sagittarius, Saturn and Capricorn, and Neptune and Pisces. While I do not see Neptune as the ruler of Pisces, I do feel like Pisces is the planet. It is the sign in which it functions best in. Okay. So talking about the moon. Um, looking at my notes. So, being that, um, so the, that eclipse is right now, um, all of the eclipses, um, that I've kind of learned or seen or all of the, you know, you look at like each month, lots of things have really been centered around the idea of connecting with other people. Um, and other people being the way in which we really push ourselves to this next thing. And that makes sense. When we think about the three energy, we think about creative energy, we think about the most um, familiar way um, that we utilize creative energy, which is through sex, right? Um, Whether it is um, for the sake of pleasure or for the sake of making a child, right? It is a a collaboration. (laughs) So you can see and expect in this year um, lots of collaborating with other people, um, or even collaborating or connecting with parts of yourself that maybe you haven't given a lot of space to, and allowing those parts of you to really inform some of the things that are happening for you this year. So the first eclipse is happening right now um, at 8.28 p.m., um, new moon in Capricorn, nodes at 26 degrees. Now, if you are a Uranus-Neptune conjunction baby, 
That means you were born between 1998 and what is it called? 1994, 1995, depending um, what part of the year that you were born for 95ers. Um, the, this eclipse season or, is, or this eclipse cycle through the nodes is going to be a little bit odd um, for you um, because I, I know for myself, as someone born in 94, the this these two eclipses this month are going to be right on that Uranus um Neptune conjunction. Um I <laughs> there's this really amazing article. Please contact me if you like me to send it to you. It talks about all of the the Uranus Neptune conjunction um groups. Um and the author refers to us as the committed ones. Um a great generation with talent talent in arts, politics and organization. Um there is a radical and unwavering commitment to shifting um the para the existing paradigm whether that's through the political systems that exist, the cultural systems that exist, etc. right? There it comes from a place of radical change and a desire to make society better. It also comes from a place of unconditional love and being able to imagine and envision what life and life and society would look like at its best. That being said, right now, especially for our um, millennials that just got yo that just got elected into the um, what's it called into Congress. So it was really interesting looking at this chart, and it said that the number of millennials that went up that are have been elected into to Congress went up by four hundred twenty percent. I'm guessing that means that there were fucking none um, in there at all. We have now have seventeen in there. Watch over this next year some of the things that are kind of happening um to them and watch the way that they really push this and more importantly watch the pushback from the system right south node and capricorn the existing ways of doing things how much pushback they get from that but also see how they open up the door to allow space for some of these newer um more innovative and amazing ideas to kind of exist in our society um, Alexandria, um, I, I'm just going to call her AOC cause I do not remember what her entire name is. And I do not want to butcher it. Um, pushing, you know, lots of very, you know, to, to some people far left ideas of what a government should do or what a government can do. Very, um, very Aquarian. And it's really funny. She's a Libra. Look, Libra's balancing the fucking scale. She's very likable, um, but she also is about what is fair. She is about justice, and you will definitely see this dynamic being pushed in in um, over the next couple of years, um, especially given the fact that we're in a Cancerian country. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just like on my like soapbox. I'm really excited about this. This eclipse, um, these eclipses, especially for our country, are going to be very big as well as I have mentioned in the past. Um, so the naturally cancer and Libra are square within the chart. Um, and so she herself, I don't know exactly what day her birthday is. Um, I think she's in October. Um, uh, yes, in October, uh, in October Libra, which means that, um, we will be able to see that there is this really big, if you're not familiar with it, T square and this really big tension point kind of focused on her, which we do see in the media right now, um, in which she really is kind of questioning um, and allowing us to rethink um, the way that we look at fairness, the way that we look at harmony, the way that we look at what a harmonious life or harmonious system in our country could be, right? And so I, she will continue to be fought, right? And I think it's it's cool that it, this is, of course, something that we see um, politically, but it's also something that is kind of shown astrologically as well, right? So watch for that during this um, cycle. Um, so to go back to how this kind of connects to us all individually, with um, South Node on your Neptune, and I've, I've told someone about this, you really have to watch the people who are coming into your life during the cycle. Now, it is a new moon. However, this is a new moon in which we are looking at all of the things that we want in terms of, again, being successful, um, in terms of our career goals, our motivation, our maturity, our discipline, our public life. Um, but all of the things that we do that are getting in the way of that are going to be taken away over the next year, okay? Um, 
is so when during this cycle of course um looking at the the chart for today um and also listening to Ann Orley talk about this the the bowl shape um in a chart represents a kind of like collecting right so like people um being able to come into your life and really kind of um push or move the dial on some of these things. So being very aware of the the people that are coming in, because sometimes with Neptune, the tendency is to not see people very clearly um, and to not see ourselves very clearly. So also look at where um, this exists in your chart. For me, it is my third house of communication. So being very aware of the ideas and things that I'm learning and being very discerning. So this is a um, a transit where you don't need to be completely trusting of everything that people do. There's also a transit where money could be a little fuzzy. Be on the lookout for um, scams, um, overspending, fraud, different things like that. Not to like scare you guys or make you think the, the worst could happen. But again, the idea being um, about delusion, um, things being very murky and unclear. Um, Neptune also rules the media. So look out, you know, it's very interesting that like fake news has became such a big thing um, in the time that we've had Jupiter and um, and Neptune in, um, in uh, aspect with each other. It's probably going to continue to, to get worse. But what's interesting, I think I've seen is that a lot more people are able to see how they are being diluted um, by media um, or how media is lying. Um, With uh, Uranus, it's about really weird things happening, very sudden changes or changes or things kind of just suddenly kind of hitting you hopefully not literally, or kind of just weird situations kind of like sparking out of nowhere. Um, and this is energy that has been around for the last two weeks um, and will probably remain around for the the next two weeks. So if you surprisingly met anyone or if you know you something surprisingly kind of happened to you, um, this is definitely a time um, in which shit like that happens. Okay. Um, also for my south node, um, uh, on the North Node people. Woo! So if you were born in 91, I believe, um, 91, 92, or 90, I don't, I don't remember which one exactly. I do apologize. This is also really big time for you because you have your nodal opposition, right? You have the South Node. Your, the South Node is on your North Node. The North Node is on your natal South, is on your natal South. Anyway, yes. Um, and so, it again being a really big time of meeting people people coming into your life really being able to provide you with a very differing perspective all right our next eclipse is on the 21st um and that will be a full moon in leo at zero degrees so it will kind of in a way be it will trigger that eclipse point from the end of the summer so so leaving um letting go so in the during the summer and of course during the last cycle having a really good idea of what it means to be you how you are meant to kind of show show up in the world being introduced to a community that allows and provides you space for you to be the a complete you now it's the point where you're letting go of the things that get in the way of that to make room um and also a point in which you are um nurturing you know, overall with this nodal transit cycle as well, is making room and nurturing um, the nurturing yourself to allow you to show up in the way that you need to. Remember, uh, Cancer is the 12th house of Leo, right? So it's all the background work that you're doing, the grow, the, the watering of the plant, um, the, the giving it sunlight, the, the repotting, the, all of that good shit to be able to make it um, what it has to be. Um, July, we have our new moon in Cancer. July 2nd, new moon in Cancer at 10 degrees, nodes at 70 degrees. Again, another really important point to watch who is coming into your life because this is a new moon all up on that north node. I'm very excited for this one. I will, if you haven't listened to my episode, the last episode that I published, which was about, I think it's called Illumination, um, Seeing in the Dark. Um, it's about the North Node in Cancer, South Node in Capricorn. You should go listen to it. I'm not going to talk too much about what that transit is about because I talked about it there, even though I will probably do a check-in um, during the next eclipse at the end of the month. Then July 16th, we have that follow-up 
um, the the continuation of today's um, eclipse, right? So the full moon in Capricorn at 24 degrees, nodes at 17. I'm telling you the degrees because these are the parts of your chart that are going to be triggered, um, whether it is, and it's usually if you have planets that are a couple degrees before that or a couple degrees after that. So all that shit um, that you asked for today um, and in the next couple of days, it's time to make room. So this is a time where people will be pushed out of your life. Um, this will also be, we'll have a Venus conjunction to the nodes um, or to the North Node in Cancer. So it's possible that something faded related to love, whether it be with another person or self-love, um, could come in at that time. Then on the 26th of December, so right after Christmas, we have the new moon um, in Capricorn at four degrees, nodes at eight. It is the culmination of this cycle, right? Um, and so in the year 2020, it will be, again, the time in which we see all of the things come to fruition and all of the things show. Let's talk about Mercury. Mercury is going to be retrograde three times this year and it will be in the all of the water signs um so to me this is funny um uh so this last year with the retrogrades it was very i don't know if anyone is familiar with like um real housewives of orange county i fucking love that show me and my mom used to watch it all the time um but when like tamra was sitting on the cat or you might have like just seen this as an, in a gif or as like a meme um and Tamara's sitting on the couch and she screams, that's my opinion, <laughs> at Vicky. Um, that was kind of like the overall theme with the retrogrades last year. Um, and this year, it's more like um, Kim Kardashian crying because it will be lots of deep conversations, lots of reflecting on emotions, lots of the, the disagreements and miscommunications that you have with people, understanding that they come from the heart. Um, you know, Mercury in the the water signs, it's not logical. It's not. It's about speaking and understanding and learning through how you feel, what pulls at your heartstrings. I have Mercury in um, Pisces, so I'm very familiar with this. It's very hard to be very logical, but when I speak, I do speak from my heart, right? Um, and so that being said, in the situations that you have with other people, giving room for people to express their feelings um, and validate them. This also is a really, these, you know, these periods will probably be times where people are really triggered, right? When you think about the water sign houses, um, fourth house, eighth house, twelfth house, all of that is very deep. The uh, the emotional, not even just baggage, but the emotional things that people carry based on their lineage, based on their family, based on whatever type of situations have happened to them now in this lifetime, as well as some of the fears that they carry on from um, their parents, right? And so all of those things are kind of being woken up and activated. And I feel like it's a really big time um, for us to be learn how to be compassionate in the way that we speak to people and really speaking to people's hearts, speaking to their souls um, and leaving room for that. And that also being a place for us to see the parts of ourselves that need a little bit more care and need a little bit more attention, right? This is a very big moon year, right? One thing I forgot to mention, when it comes to the moon, because the North Node is in Cancer, um, we have to be very, um, the, these moon transits are going to hit us and they're going to hit us hard. Um, that being said, again, nurturing being the important point, giving ourselves the room to take care of ourselves emotionally and uh, really meet our emotionally, emotional needs. And that will definitely come up in the conversations that we have with people this year. Okay, our first um, retrograde is March 5th, for, um, and it will end on the 20th, and that will be in Pisces. Woo, happy uh, Mercury return to me. Um, the next one will be July 7th uh, through the 31st, um, where it will start in Leo and uh, go all the way back into the sign of Cancer. October 31st um, to November 20th is going to be the second, I'm sorry, the third one, which will be in Scorpio, and that one should be very, very interesting the one in july is going to trigger the eclipse point of last year as well as the eclipse point of this eclipse that's coming up on january 21st so just be on the lookout for that okay um venus 
Venus is leaving Scorpio in two days um, and will be going into the sign of uh, Sagittarius, finally. So all that emotional shit, um, not shit, emotions are okay, emotions are valid, um, that um, came up while we were dealing with Venus retrograde back in September, October. Woo, that shit was a lot. Um, that was another time where people were panicking a lot, um, and kind of saw a lot of things. Um, I'm sorry. No, it was, um, it was October to, um, November. Remember that really big kind of pivotal point was the 31st of October. And we'll have another really big pivotal point on the 31st of October this year. Maybe even kind of like a reawakening or reactivating of some of that shit that we dealt with last year. Um, uh the what was i saying um as well as like i think maybe like the third of november that whole week right so there was like lots of like breakups and lots of different things like that that were happening during that time um uh, so all of that being that was the point where we were like okay like what is the what are the things that you're holding on to right fixed sign scorpio what are the emotions and experiences that you are holding on to that are preventing you from loving yourself um, and ultimately leaving room for you to love someone else the way that you need to? What's the lesson? So in kind of being able to reflect upon that um, and move forward, right? Um, we're going to have Venus conjunct, oh, conjunct Jupiter. Someone had asked a really amazing question I know I had I had posted I think at the beginning of the week that if anyone had questions about anything this year to ask me um I got one silly question and then one great question. Um they asked what was the best month for business um partnerships. So, I have a couple of answers for you with that. So, one thing that I usually look at is um or lots of people look at. So people associate the planet Jupiter with wealth. Um, I personally, if you're looking to take a risk, which if I think you're trying to do a, a business partnership of some type, you're probably not trying to be risky. You're trying to be very strategic. You're a Scorpio, so you're definitely are trying to be strategic. Speaking to this person, right? Um, you... Venus and Venus conjunct Jupiter will be a great opportunity for you to brainstorm ideas about whatever type of goals you have in terms of business and your business moves that you would like to make. The aspects that you want to look for in terms of making um, really good, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Mm. Business decisions. Not this month. What is next month? February. When Venus is conjunct. It's February. I think it may be like the end of February or even um, uh, the beginning of March. Venus will be conjunct Saturn. I feel like that is a really good. The, it combines the two themes of time and money. What is worth investing your time into? Venus is also about relationships, business partnerships. Um Venus Pluto aspects are also really good. So uh, probably like a couple days after Venus is conjunct Saturn, um, Venus will be conjunct Pluto. And so that will be a really good time. So I say right, so mid month, thinking, brainstorming with whoever this person is, getting the, the ball rolling in July. Also right now, given this, um, not July, in, in getting the ball rolling in February. Um, also given the fact that, um, right now is the new moon in Capricorn, um, it is also a good time for that as well. Also look and see when Venus is going to be conjunct your natal Saturn. So the Saturn in your chart or when it is trying the Saturn that is in your chart, I think that will be a lot safer than looking at the transit out the outward transit. And I say that because, so there will be a couple of different times during the year. So when Venus is in Capricorn, when Venus is in Virgo, and when Venus is in Taurus, those are your times to look, okay? Um, 
and even I'd say when they're in the the water signs too. So if they're when Venus is in uh, what sign is that? I cannot think right now. When Venus is in Pisces, when Venus is in Cancer and in um, Scorpio. Okay. Now my caveat. This is something directed towards everyone. Uranus is entering Taurus this year, so financial. Um, problems may be for everyone collectively and even for our country for the world um, may be a very big um, over this year um, and over maybe even over the next couple of years Um, that being said I do encourage everyone regardless of whatever type of like you know business or whatever thing you're kind of like thinking investing in whether that's school or whatever just make sure that you're being very safe and that you have a financial safety net in order because we do not know what the fuck is about to be happening um, uh, financially for this country over the next year, um, especially with um, uh, 45 in the White House, right? And he's wild in right now. Um, Mars. Uh, Mars, again, like I said, is, uh, not, is in the sign of Aries until the beginning of next month. What does that mean? It means it's time to go. I'm pretty sure everyone could feel the energy boost that you get when Mars is in Aries. There is just so much to get done. There's such a desire to do that. I think towards the end of the month, we're going to be blessed to see Saturn kind of slow us up a bit and say, yo, I need you to chill and I need you to think. You know what I mean? So the really big thing about Mars and Aries is like going and going without any type of plan. Um, and that can lead to getting burnt out, especially if you're not very familiar with this energy, if you're not a very fire heavy person, or if you're not an Aries yourself, or you don't have natal Mars in Aries or your Mars in a sign, like maybe even Capricorn being easy on yourself with this energy. It can be very easy to get burnt out. It can be easy to go overboard. It can also be easy to make people upset. So that's another really big thing with Mars. It's about anger too. And like I said, it's about thinking without acting, (laughs) acting without thinking. So do, you know, try to be mindful. Um, If you are not as mindful as you need to be, apologizing, Um, apologizing completely and uh, apologizing, um, uh, what's it called? Um, From your heart. Um, and just, you know, allowing room to know that some people may just do or say things that are just a little overboard. And they also may be things that are incredibly honest. You know, I think there's also a tendency sometimes for people's feelings to get a little hurt when Mars is in Aries, when any of the planets are ever in fucking Aries, right? Because there's no chill. Mars is going to be in both of its favorite signs this year. Um, It will make its way all the way to Scorpio. It will enter Scorpio on November 19th until the end of the year. So, happy, happy, happy. Um, Again, no Mars retrograde this year. Um, Watching out for those really nice Mars aspects. So this month, it being Mars square Saturn, which is one of my favorite aspects. Um, because it really gets you thinking about being a lot more strategic about where you're exerting your energy and if you have the discipline necessary to kind of carry out your action, right? So Mars will be a bit of a checkpoint for us as well this year. The next really fun checkpoint being in um, when Mars is in Cancer, okay? Jupiter. As I had mentioned earlier, Jupiter was in Scorpio at the in November of last year and made that transition into our great friend Sagittarius. It is home where it wants to be. Interestingly enough, and how we can kind of see that manifest, so we know that we associate um, Jupiter with the Me Too movement, um, things that are hidden in the dark, secrets, especially secrets among people who are, I think Jupiter is like kings, um, I think so, yes, is, is kings or like important people. Um, and so, or high, high profile people. So lots of secrets kind of in those, within groups of those people, um, being really put into the spotlight. The amazing thing about Sagittarius, um, and you know, things kind of coming in, it's about justice. Um, and so what we come into seeing is lots of loud truths. Um, lots of people standing on their fucking soapboxes, right? And there also leaves room for dogma and hypocrisy. Um, a bit of a trigger warning so I know a last a 
two days ago, um, the R. Kelly documentary had kind of came out. And this is something, you know, that has been talked about for a really long time. Um, since I was, you know, a fucking child, this has been a thing. Oddly enough, uh, when I was a child, 12, that was the last time that Jupiter was in Scorpio. And then, of course, to, at the age of 12, Jupiter in Scorpio again. You know, so I think we can even look and see what the if you I should have done the work to go look back and see but in terms of the patterns and what is being shown to us not, nothing is new right and so we look at the beliefs so with Jupiter and Sagittarius and it's most again I love to look at Jupiter as a point of growth um and a point of magnification um rather than expansion um and abundance and blah 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 because I feel like overall as a society maybe on an individual level lots of us are there but as a society we're not that being said jupiter will usually serve as a point of growth and learning it where we need to grow that be so we're looking at the beliefs that we hold um within our society um that are harmful um that are hypocritical um the parts of our society where things are very do as i say and not as i do right um i think this is a really great example of that people talk a lot about rape culture right and we look at the hypocrisy of people attacking these now women who were at this point girls um for the things that older men right grown ass men um are doing to them and so in this space we're able to see you know jupiter this cycle has been a lot about patriarchy, right? And that system, right? When we're talking about the Me Too movement. And so seeing how the the arguments, the, the holes that we can poke in the arguments of patriarchy and how it isn't making sense, right? How it doesn't line up with how the belief system, how the culture, that's another thing that's really part of um, Jupiter and Sagittarius, how the culture isn't lining up and how it's not making sense, right that is what's kind of being shoved in our faces and we're giving an opportunity to say what the fuck are we about to do about this you know we say that it is wrong um that things like pedophilia ephemophilia um abusing women that these things are wrong but we continue to reinforce and make space for these people who do these things so what the fuck is the truth yo like what the fuck are we about to do about this right we've seen the kind of ripple effect from this be people talk about how predatory and disgusting you know, not just R. Kelly is, but how so many musicians, how so many politicians are, right? And so from there, we're able to take a step back and say, if these are the beliefs that we reinforce, if these are the things that we reinforce culturally, what does that really say about us? And what does that really say about our values, right? So it being really blown up and put in perspective that this part um, of our culture and the way that we think we really have ourselves all the way fucked up all right then december 2nd um jupiter is going to go into capricorn and that will be interesting because jupiter does not function very well in that plan in that sign um however it will add more context and more it will blow up and make some of these things a lot bigger right in the year 2020 2020 is going to be insane politically you guys um saturn saturn is entering the second deacon of capricorn so it's 10 degrees to 20 degrees is activated um so uh and listening to again Ann ortley this is the virgo um is it no this is a taurus deacon yes it is the taurus deacon um, and so this is about creating stability. So before was the initiation. We're looking and we're seeing, ah, this is wrong. This is not cool. Um, this is the part where we put our noses to the, the grindstone and we, and we do do the work, right? We do the work of what Saturn really kind of exposed and really put in our fucking faces about how immature and how un- undisciplined we are and how our career lives are just trash, right? <laughs> Joking. Um and so, of course, more kind of things during that time, as I had kind of mentioned, in 2020, Saturn and um, Pluto will be conjunct. Um, and so during this year, they will kind of be getting closer and closer and closer to each other. And we will reach that really kind of pivotal point um, in the beginning of um, next year. Um, one thing to look out for. Um, so the South Node 
conjunct um what's it called uh 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 south node conjunct um saturn is a really interesting point and will be a very kind of i'd say a more difficult transit um for us to deal with um it is uh if you do kind of like if you if you look up and read more about it um it is a kind of dangerous transit because both of those both saturn and the south node are naturally malefic points um meaning that they're they're bad guys right um and in their conjunction we can see that it is a intensification um of both of the um what's it called of both of the qualities right saturn is capitalism it's materialism it's going you know you think about like you know in in tarot the devil is um the the capricorn card right which is the ruler of saturn um and the intensity um of being able to like chase the bag (laughs) right and the system and and really doing things that reinforce the system where the south node is letting go of things that do not serve us and so what that looks like on a large scale is like systems that do not work don't need to be around anymore um what that looks like on a personal level is you know again these um, systems that exist not needing to be around anymore. So there will be kind of an inner conflict um, that one has to really um, do right by oneself and to kind of move on and make that next step. And I feel like it will be a really great check-in point for, today. again, today's eclipse, right? Where we're looking and kind of like learning like, oh, like, this is what I want. This is what I did. And then... Um, in, uh, during this transit, it being like, well, what's, what's got to give for you to be able to get that thing. So the time period that we're looking at is May 15th to June 30th, um, being the, the big, the big time for this, as well as September 10th to 30th. Uranus right now is in, um, is at 28 degrees Aries. (sighs) Congratulations, Aries. This shit is fucking over. We have finally made it in March Uranus will be back in the sign of Taurus um we right now all of my again Uranus Neptune conjunction babies specifically those born in 94 95 are dealing with the our Uranus square right so there being a conflict uh, there being tension between the radical changes kind of necessary within our lives. And the next time that this point will be activated for ourselves will be when Uranus is in Cancer, when we have our Uranus opposition and our Kundalini awakening. So for right now, so the last couple of years might have been a really big time for spiritual, the, the Uranus Uranus um, through Aries transit for people with this aspect could have been a very big um, transformational time in terms of rethinking how we envision our world. This is probably the time of our lives when many of us became radicalized and became woke as fuck, right? Most people in like the Black Lives Matter movement and other existing um, social movements right now, the I think, what are we, the fourth wave, the fourth wave of feminism right now? Um, as well as movements of LGBTQ folk. Um, All of those things um, being kind of awakened um, within us um, since the year 2011, right? And us really kind of pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing um, for a change and being met with the, um, what's it called? The the tension and struggle with the the system, right? And the way that they look at and think what radical change is, right? That's why there's been like lots of butting heads between like, oh, you're not the, our wave of feminism it means so much more than yours does. And it's like, no, there is just a difference in, in ideas of what it means to be radical and that idea is constantly reinvented over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and so 
again, on a personal level, I think an awakening to greater truth, greater understanding um, spiritually um, of what the world is about, of what the world is about, period, um, is something that has kind of came in through this cycle. And more importantly, seeing the role that you individually play within that, right? That's the Aries piece, right? the self-awareness of the role that you have or the limitations I'd even say of the way that you're able to chase or um what's it called embody um radical change for our society um so moving into Uranus I'm sorry moving into Taurus um we will see that the planet is um (sighs) Taurus is all of our financial institutions. It's about banking. It's about money. So systems of like material, um, things that are beautiful, our agriculture, um, all of those things that kind of like um, agriculture, you know, agriculture, all that shit that like is kind of needed to like keep society running, right? All of those things that keep us secure, keep us stable, um, gas and electricity, all that good shit is ruled by Taurus. That being said, the last time Uranus was in Taurus, um, I didn't get to talk to you guys about this because I think I had made the podcast after this transit happened. And so we will revisit this um, probably um, sometime in February. Let me write that down. Um, but we'll talk more about this in detail um, and what it, again, means for people personally. Um, the last time that Uranus was in Taurus was the Great Depression and World War II. Um, and so, of course, the world being plagued by financial instability um, and the world being plagued by war. And that makes sense. So when we think about the desire of Uranus, Uranus is about chaos. It is about change. It is not about stability. Taurus holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on, and holds on because it is all about security and things being exactly the way that they need to be um, in order for you to feel comfortable. That being said, that part of our lives um, and that part of our world being shaken vigorously for the next seven years like a fucking magic eight ball and we will see what comes up on the screen at the end of it, right? Um, So that will be very interesting. I talk more about what that looks like for Taurus um, in the second episode. And so that, again, goes back to the idea of money, um, especially our the, the fiat money system um, that we have here in the United States. Being a little bit unstable, we already know that we heard um, 45 talking about his solution to like financial um, uh, struggle in our country is to just print more money. It's like, ha, 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 that's funny. Um, being, you know, is saving, saving money, saving money. Um, if you need to, uh, saving, saving money, um, really build up your savings account, um, during this year, if you didn't already, I'm very sorry that I didn't say this to people before. I didn't even think about it in that way. Also a little bit financially irresponsible, but it's okay. Um, saving money, saving money, saving money, understanding that the road that you're taking, especially for things that cost money, Um, whether that is education or your home or whatever, you need to be smart. Um, And you, there are people that they may have to like live with their family if they have family members that are more financially secure than them um, because of the way that this transit might kind of happen. I'm not trying to scare people. I do want people to be prepared. Um, Have a financial safety net. That is like the most, that is the you should be doing that anyway but that is like the most important thing that you can do for yourself um is be financially safe and secure okay as much as possible now moving on to neptune neptune so i was talking to um someone on uh on twitter about like neptune transits um and they said something i wish i remembered their their twitter handle because i really would shout them out because they're cool um they said neptune only gets polluted by environmental toxins stay safe hold up and its purity will be protected neptune has a reputation of being about delusion i you know i just talked about like fraud a couple minutes ago right uh, not a couple minutes ago maybe like 20 30 minutes ago at this point um about things being murky you know what i mean 
And all of that comes from what? Environmental toxins. What can that be? The images that people project onto it. The things that people insert into it. The way that people contort things. Neptune has a lot to do with self-deception. That is the root of the deception and murkiness feature. Is the inability to discern and the... Uh, the uh, the desire to project onto something and make it something that it is not, right? That is kind of what gets in the way. So we will be working 14 degrees through 18 degrees of Neptune. If you have any personal planets in that, especially your sun, your Mars, your Venus, you will probably feel like the lazy, or if it's on your ascendant, your midheaven, your whatever the fuck, your moon, it can just be very exhausting of a transit. I have had Neptune on all of my personal planets since the fucking transit started back in like the beginning of like the the 2010s. Um and my energy is zapped. And right now it is literally just like playing ping pong on top of my Mars and I'm like I have shit to do like I am tired. So it can just be very exhausting. Great time to really be- come to deepen your like meditative practice um again things being murky this will probably be another really big year for media for that whole fake news thing things just being mystified just be very aware of your media consumption during this time um and the impact that it has on you there can also be a really big tendency to be very escapist um and get away um from the things that are kind of happening um, as a way to cope, okay? And don't do that, all right? Lastly, we're going to talk about Pluto. So again, more things about power dynamics within our systems. We're going 20 degrees to 23 degrees. Pluto, of course, will be in Capricorn until 2025. We're getting ready for that Saturn-Pluto conjunction in 2020, um, I think the last time we had one was 38 years ago, um, and that was the Reaganomics era, which was fucking trash. Um, the nodes will be conjunct uh, the Pluto in the um, February 10th, February, beginning of February through April 10th, as well as March 28th to April 2nd. So watch up, watch out, and see what happens. You can kind of... Mm. Um, really fun fact the Virgo it is in the Virgo deacon so this is the final deacon of um, the sign of Capricorn so it is about fixing things right so everything that is wrong we are trying to fix it we also know that there is the um, Virgo tendency to obsess and to um, ignore the root of issues and kind of clean up around things instead of cleaning up the actual thing um and then shit just going to crap right um so we'll see how that kind of expresses in our political climate again north node in uh, cancer south node in capricorn going from 26 degrees to eight degrees remember the nodes go backwards Um, So all of those points of your chart will be lit the fuck up. So this is a really big year for the Capricorns and the Cancers. Um, Secondly, it's a big year for the other cardinal signs. Not as big. We have Chiron that we're dealing with. Um, Oh, I did not write about Chiron. I will probably just do an episode about Chiron because it is one of my favorite planets. Alrighty. That is that. I hope this was helpful. I hope you took notes. Some pretty decent information coming from this. Um, I'm excited about this year. I hope you are all as well. I want to take the time to thank um, quite a few people. Um, uh, First, I would love to thank um, my best friend, Alana Capricorn. Um, This time last year really reminding me um that I do have a a talent and a gift for being able to talk to people about astrology and share this information with others um and giving me that much needed push 
to step into um, this part and this next chapter um, of my life. And so I do love you and I do appreciate you for that. And then I would love to thank Leroy. Um, I had did a workshop about manifestation in my apartment and he was like, I'm going to record this and like, it should be a podcast. And I'm like, yo, don't do that. Um, a couple weeks later, I was like, I should start a podcast. Um, because you know, why not? So again, um, another person who really is able to kind of serve as a, an, an outward you know, someone on the outside who gives me that kind of necessary push to step into things that sometimes make me feel a little bit uncomfortable or things that I didn't necessarily feel like I was ready to do or knew that I could do. So I do appreciate that. Um, I'd also like to thank um, Lauren, um, Nora, um, and Sahand for all of the support that you guys have provided me with this year um, in low-key being my number one fans um and really being sure to share um the information that I do and celebrate the um the successes um that I've kind of had over the year um again I love all of you and I okay the the timer's about to run out I'm gonna come back wait a second sorry it was at like 59 minutes and like (laughs) 53 seconds I was like oh let me just shut it off and then start up okay um and then I'd love to thank Kayla um, when I started the podcast, she was the the first listener who had messaged me, um, to talk about, you know, I'm sorry, I'm so terrible at thanking people. I, I do apologize. Um, who messaged me and saying, I'm listening to your podcast and like, I love the content that you, that you do. Um, this is really relatable and thank you. Um, and to hear that was extremely validating and I think that also allowed um the the fuel kind of gave some of the fuel and desire to continue this I mentioned all of you because I this none of this would be possible without any of you um and so again I I love each and every single one of you um and I thank all of you and I hope um and everyone else who is listening as well, who has ever reached out to me, even if you haven't reached out to me, it's absolutely fine. Um, thank you so much for supporting this. I'm really excited um, for this next year um, and some of the amazing things that are kind of coming up, um, the amazing things that I get to create, so many cool projects, so many people to meet. I'm so excited. Like, you don't under-fucking-stand. Like, I am so ready for this year. Last year was a drag. It was like a, a fun drag because like you we all get to kind of grow in different ways um but this year definitely has a a lighter tone it's a a year which we have to work our asses off but it will definitely be extremely worth it and I love um to hear um how that's kind of working for every single person um who's listening um things coming up if you are someone who loves fucking Amber Khan and you are reading Psycho-Cybernetics and you live in the DC metro area and you are looking for a group of people to read this book with you, to provide guidance and support as you kind of navigate the fucking journey of uh, deprogramming or reprogramming the subconscious mind, hit me up. Me and Nora and some other people are starting a group so that we can talk. If you are interested in astrology, um, whether it is that you're studying it or you're just interested for the sake of being interested and you just want other people in the D.C. metro area to talk to about, hit me up. Another group that I'm looking to start um, with young people in the area. Um, I met someone really, really awesome at a party at the beginning of the week, and she uh, is also studying astrology and is trying to become a fucking astrologer and it would just be so great for us all to connect with each other um connecting on the internet is dope but i love meeting up with people in person um yeah if you would like a reading um hit me up whether that is an astrological reading or a tarot reading right now i'm doing year in review readings with people um which are both you know for the most part they've been mostly tarot but like if you want me to add more astrological context to them i would be happy to do that hit me up they've been so fucking good they've been so amazing from what i've seen like people are gonna have really good years not without 
trials and tribulations, but they pe- shit is looking good in 2019. If you want to see what your 2019 is going to be looking like, hit me up um, on Instagram or Twitter. You woman, you is my handle. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Yes, I just said next week. I mean it. Um, <laughs> I understand that it does a disservice not only for me, but for you um, when I am being inconsistent. And so this is one of the things that I'm working on in the new year. Um, I'm thinking Saturdays is the day I'm going to publish. It gives you time to listen during the weekend if that's something that you're interested in doing while you clean your house on a Sunday um, or if you're interested in driving um, or while you're commuting to work or whatever, you have something to listen to. Um, so yeah, Saturdays, um, even though you have two episodes right now and you guys have been incredibly blessed, I would be happy to give you a third one um, next week. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year, everyone. And I will talk to you soon.